When they think, you don't care. And when they think, you forgot. And when they think, your heart is not in it, you just say, well, think. What's up, world? We are back from vacation and back from the dead. It is I, your boy Sway from MTV News. I've been gone covering the inaugural Lilith Fair. But before the Sarah McLaughlin hot takes start flying, we are back. I already said that. Episode 24 of <laughs> Knifey, Knifey Lion, Lion Radio. Radio. My name is Jonah. And I'm as tan as can be, boogie boarding my way back to you, imploring any listeners who haven't done so yet to follow Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter. We are now starting our latest Twitter follower campaign. It's called The Lunge the for, Lunge 400, for 400. 400, so please spread the word. Joining me in the palatial home featured in March 2016's Better Homes and Gardens Midwest Charm Issue, it's the indoor instigator, Zach. Hi. You mean good day. Good day. Good not, evening. Not, yes, good evening. Recording this directly after the game. Not joining us over the phone. Not joining us from a location somewhat unknown. Is Nick from soccer. MIA this week, if you can believe it, folks, is Zach's friend Chad. Chad, uh, <laughs> his excuse this week is he's starting fire school in the morning. He's got to get ready for that. Also, he probably didn't watch the game. Mm, he's a hero. Already, <laughs> even when you're just in fire school, he's also a, a purple heart war hero. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Chad, can't wait for you to be a firefighter and do lots of grocery shopping because that's all they do this week. I beg for forgiveness for missing last week. We'll very quickly touch on the Nashville game, the arrival of Adi Alashi and Pa. Then we'll talk about uh, Sunday's. Tonight's for us 103 against Penn FC. I have it now. We'll pick out our favorite tackle I think this one went against us this week. We'll choose our FCC of the week. And then we'll discuss a lot of random nonsense in this week's edition of Popery. But before all that, for all of you that were left out in the cold last week after packing up the station wagon to visit it, I'm happy to reopen and welcome you with open arms to. The John Harks Harks. Cave Cave of Wonders. Wonders. And uh, Zach, did you see the big John Harks news? I did. I did. I I think it'll probably do a good job. For those of you who aren't super down and don't have a John Harks Google alert for some reason, he will be uh, coaching in D3 USL next season with... I'm blanking on the team name. Do you remember? <laughs> it would take five seconds to Google, but I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, hopefully um, uh, he's learned from his mistakes, <laughs> coaching mistakes. <laughs> I don't think he made a single one. But as always, this week's episode proudly presented by Speedway, Speedway. home of the Speedy Freeze. So many flavors, you have to try them all. Carl Linder must be a KLR listener though, because UDF now has the UD Freeze. And if you're trying to win me over, UDF, well, that's a good start. On my way back from vacation, I did indulge in a frozen Fanta from Burger King. And honestly, it had nothing on my beloved Speedy Freeze. I really hope that doesn't void our lucrative contract. Speedway! Yeah, um, I was an Amazon employee for a little while. Um, Joni used to work there, too. Who wasn't? Yeah, so it was me and my friend Aaron, friend Kyle. Um, 
we were friends before work and then we got to work together. Imagine that. Anyway, anyone who's worked at Amazon, which I know a lot of you rich FCC fans haven't had to ha- have a job like that. <laughs> you bougie bitches. Um, maybe some of our DCFC supporters are listening. Um, you get two 15 minute breaks. Well, we'd get ballsy every single day. Let's go to fucking Speedway. So you got 15 minutes to get through security, get in your car, drive to Speedway, get a honey bun, Mrs. Freshly's because they're vegan and an orange monster <laughs> head on back to work speedway you're that speedway <laughs> last time i drove past the amazon i texted aaron i was like i can taste monster in my mouth right, right now probably sponsored by amazon ceo chet pesos so for all of you angry listeners and i know there's a lot of you i read i read my mentions the world was angry um we almost lost number one fan amelia wolf A.K.A. AKA Amelia Clark, Clark. Mother of Dragons. (laughs) You look like you're probably a Game of Thrones fan. No offense, but uh, (laughs) as I mentioned, I don't know if I did mention it, I was on vacation in South Carolina. I was on a literal island. I will not name which island. I need my privacy from you stalkers. We were supposed to have Wi-Fi, but our Wi-Fi was busted. They gave us a hotspot, but really by then, the luster of the game had worn off. So me and Zach did record an episode. Half of it was spent with him um, shopping for coffee inside a UDF. It would not have been a winner. You didn't miss anything. But maybe it'll come out on the unreleased B-Sides album, KLR Incesticide, next year. So look for that. If you want to know our Nashville hot takes, well, um, you know, it wasn't that great a game. Danny Koenig Koenig. was playing for his life. Big Bird scored a goal, and Adi had his first taste of the game. Zach... Without rehashing too much, what were your big uh, takeaways from the Nashville 1-1 thrashing? Yeah, I'll give my little rundown since you weren't at the game. Um, Koenig was a great goal, 28 seconds in. So you know he was feeling really good about that since he's got to be losing his spot. It was a chippy game, as you would expect. Um, One thing that stood out to me, Ledesma had I think that was his worst game for FCC. I thought it was really, really bad. It should have been the first one to come off. But Koch just won't do that. And then, um, yeah, Big Bird scoring, celebrating, flapping his wings in front of the Bailey was <laughs> was pretty good. Um, and then I thought man of the match was Forrest Lasso, hands down. He was, I thought he was fucking great. And he wasn't even on the short list for man of the match on FCC's Twitter. And I thought that was bogus. And then when Addy came on, everyone was really fucking psyched. And um, you saw the players giving Koenig a hug before he went off the field, I think, just to let him know, like, hey, man, we're still with you, <laughs> which is cool. I mean, he he played great. He scored that goal. Um, Addy came on. He didn't really get super involved. But, yeah, that was that. It kind of felt like a loss because they got a late equalizer, but we can't really create much with Nashville. I don't know why. I did manage to stream it on my phone with the beautiful beach in the background. I let out a, ah! after Koenig's goal, probably nobody else knew what I was talking about, but yeah, so that was that, but I was back in town for this game, got here last night, and we were playing our old nemesis, it's not really true, formerly the Harrisburg City Islanders, oh, I gotta do my sound effects, sorry, so it's time for the Penn FC recap, starting lineup was very exciting, very exciting for one specific reason, Zach, do you know what I'm referring to? Um, it's got to be Russell, hottest man on the team, Cicerone. <laughs> yes, the ghost of Daniel Haver. That doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> that doesn't at all. Yeah, so Russell Cicerone with a start. Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. Still keeping his starting spot. From what I understand, Adi and Alashi were both back in the West Coast for most of last week. 
not with the club training. So I was not surprised to see them both on the bench. Also, Dekel Kanon, according to his Twitter account, picked up a light hamstring injury. So he wasn't out there. Patty Barrett, given the captain's armband, interesting. Do they know his history of tweeting at Knifey Lion Radio? <laughs> Gotcha, you might want to think twice. This guy can fly off the handle for no reason. But he likes getting yelled at, that's for sure. Yeah, Spencer Ritchie in goal for Evan Newton, who um, hasn't been the same since he got married. And <laughs> it's not true. I'm sorry. And Osme out there. Yeah, Danny Koenig. And, but yeah, Cicerone was the thing that really got my juices flowing uh, out there with LaHood and Bone. But the first half, tell you what, there was not a lot to get too stoked on. Honestly, the most exciting thing for me was watching... Our old friend, Tommy Heineman, warming up on the sidelines and walking around. Zach, do you have any first half memories that um, come think, into mind? I think it's a coincidence that Tommy Heineman comes back into our lives the same day we get news about John Harks. <laughs> For fans of episode two, there are no coincidences. Um, yeah, the, I think I spent most of the first half in conversation because I wasn't really enthralled. Clearly, Cicerone was saving all his juice for when he was on our side of the field. Not a fan of the Sun side. Who is, really? But um, the Nazmi incident happened in the first half, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah so Nazmi working against a guy. The guy's arm goes up really high into what I thought was his neck. I thought he was getting choked, but it must apparently it was his face. And they got a call on Nazmi for a foul. But then Nazmi started bleeding out of his mouth. He didn't really know what happened, but you know, give him the foul if he's bleeding. Turns out, based on a tweet that Nazmi sent out, he lost a bottom tooth, and that was a beautiful smile. So that's a that's a big loss. Zach, what does a loss of a bottom tooth mean for Nazmi? Oh, by the way, and the team. I don't know. Um, Probably I'm, just a cap. Just a cap. Yeah, I think half the tooth was still there. But that must have been a hell of a fucking elbow. Snap it right in half. But or he needs some more calcium in his diet, and that thing just snapped. <laughs> that could be twig. true. I think I needed some calcium in my diet when I got punched in the forehead and broke my skull. Well, save that for We're Just Like You. The new <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's FCC players, We're Just Like Them. But yeah, second half was a little more exciting. Chances started coming. Cicerone was doing Cicerone things, making runs, giving me the oohs. And, um, yeah, the one, uh, Ledesma had the chance off the bar, right? Yes. Which was fucking great, which then sat up pretty perfectly for Cicerone. He blasted it. I don't think really he did much wrong, but their no. keeper made a good save. It was better than Corbin Bones later attempt. Yeah. No, it was on target. The keeper just made a good save. But yeah, then you saw Addy, Addy coming over towards the bench to get ready and, uh, you could feel, mm, you could feel the energy in the crowd. And you could see Koenig's shoulder slump. Adi came in the game and uh, he proceeded to have a lot of, uh, not one-on-ones, but chances up against their defenders where he was just showing why he's uh, such a strong man. And defenders bouncing off of him or him shoving defenders to the ground. And uh, off it, they got a few good chances. But the goal itself, set up by Manu himself pretty much, winning the foul, getting the free kick. I have to watch it again. My first thought was that the deflection came off of Tommy Heineman. I want that to be true because it's uh, TG to BT. I don't know. What else happened? Nadi had a couple chances. Yeah, he had his breakaways. Um, he had the one he set up for Corbin Bone who skied over the top. How about the end of the game where Justin Hoyt was like, you know, I'm getting my goal. Started making sprinting runs. Yeah, Justin Hoyt was I don't know, off the leash for <laughs> a better, lack of a better phrase. I feel like he's always like kind of restricted. I'm sure it's 
you know, it's instructed like, but he was, he must have had free reign. I don't know. They just like let him loose. And, uh, he seems upset with Addy, um, at the end of the game there. I think he wanted that ball back, but there was um, no way. No, there was no way he was giving, was giving that, that up. Back. He was taken down for a penalty that they didn't give. Um, yeah, I'll have to rewatch that folks. We don't have a lot of hindsight Did I mention we're recording this after the game straight yeah. from Nippert, but I will like, I think Cicerone is fucking awesome. Jimmy did play. I think he played that ball through to Addy at the end of the game, which was a perfect ball, but yeah, I thought he was good when he came on. I was upset to see Cicerone come off cause he didn't appear to be tired and he was still making things happen. Yeah. I got to say there's some Cicerone haters. I don't know who's saying he's selfish or like this or that. It's like, fuck that man. He's in my starting 11 every week for sure. And I'd take him with us to MLS hands down. I think he's like one of just the only player on our team with any fucking balls to take anybody on. Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say there's only one movement from him where he might have taken one extra touch, but yeah, we got what the you W. Want. KLR is obsessed with fucking Cicerone. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've heard that yet, but hey, you assholes, leave us alone. <laughs> they got to be thinking it, but it's true. Uh, yeah, last week we kind of, in our uh, Forgotten Podcast, talked about Nazmi kind of getting lost in the shuffle. I don't have much to add to that take, but <laughs> here's a question I have. If you take away his goals, folks. I mean, here's well, what I would do. I'm not a tactician, all right? But don't let that stop you. Without our roster, I think you want to play a straight 4-4-2. I think we're set up to do that. Cicerone on a wing, Ledesma on a wing. Two strikers, and I think uh, in the middle, fuck man. My point being, I think <laughs> I think Nazmi should play off the other striker. I think he should play up top, or play like just behind the strikers. I still think he's lost in this whatever they're doing out there. From yeah. what I remember, him being up top and having some give and goes and some through balls, you don't see as many of those happening. No, you don't see any of those happening. But and if, that's, that, if that means more Cicerone down the wing, it's. It's something I'm willing to lose. <laughs> yeah. You don't see any of that happening. You don't see, like, you rarely, like, any, like, really good passage of play where we're stringing things together really stands out because it hardly happens anymore. And that's why, like, I'm kind of like, Koch, extension? Like, what the fuck is he, what are they working on in training just to, like, don't fuck up too bad until Ledesma does something awesome? <laughs> yeah. Like we mentioned, Adi deserved an assist. He had a great run, shoved off some dudes using all his strength, and then put in the middle for Corbin bone who got really, I don't know if it required him blasting it, but he uh, really put his foot through it and sent that thing into the fucking fan zone up top, but ended up not mattering. I was convinced somehow our man, Tommy Heineman would get on the end of one just cause that would be hilarious last week, big Berg this week, Heineman. But I mean, he looked every bit the, <laughs> the hobbled man he was, uh, Patty Bart juked him, which just felt so unnecessary and cruel. <laughs> Like he was never really going to go for it. Zach, what did you think about um, former FCC man Tommy Heineman out there? Um, he kind of bugged me. One, he looked like labored the whole time, like slow as fuck. Two, he was whining to the ref from the moment he got on the field. Um, another time, I think Spencer Ritchie like ran with the ball to the other side of the box to kick it, and like Heineman's got both his hands in the air, like whatever. He just seemed really obnoxious. Like I didn't really have a problem with him before. You know, none of us really know who who's right or wrong in that injury thing but uh, he kind of just seemed like a, a little prick big prick whatever yeah i mean let's be real he's probably wound pretty tight for this game i don't even know would he have even been in 18 if they weren't playing fc cincinnati i'm no. sure the coach knew that this meant 
the I did, world. I did notice at halftime when he was doing his warm-ups, he was jumping as high as he can. I think he was really like, hey, guys, look how high I can fucking jump. I'm not hurt. And I think that cost him. <laughs> um, another thing in the game I wanted to mention is we had a free kick back pretty far, and Ledesma took it, and then you saw Patty go up. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be just like his goal and it really nearly was he got a head on it really good went wide been fucking fantastic yeah he i don't know if this is that might have been the one you're talking about but i thought he had a free corner a free header that i thought probably should have been on target but yeah yeah easy for me to say he did great i will say i you never remember deckel losing any headers and patty he he did fine but he doesn't win all the headers which most people don't but deckel and forrest i mean they win Every ball in the air, they win it. Like you can guarantee they're going to win that ball somehow. Deckel also gets his timing perfectly every time. But um, you know that's our captain you're talking about. So <laughs> watch your fucking mouth. They must have drawn straws this week. But um, Ouch. yeah. So I already talked about it. But for this week's um, Deckel since Deckel was not in the game, I will give it to whoever the fucking dude is who uh, got his elbow to Nazmi's face, knocked his tooth out. That's a Deckel smash, if ever I've heard one. I'm just going to place my bets that in his career, Deckel's knocked out a tooth <laughs> from somebody. <laughs> There's some sorry Israeli dude right now with a jacked up grill, courtesy of Deckel Kanon. Um, but for this week, we'll go ahead and pick our FCC. Man. Of the week, and that's always exciting because our dear friends at James the Jeweler are waiting for you to spend that $50 gift card coming your way. For me, um, it's a pretty easy choice if I'm going to go with the obvious, and that would be Ledesma. He was uh, hustling his butt off. He <laughs> almost had the goal before that, before his actual goal hit the post, and then he got the actual goal. And um, my wild card would have been Adi, just because I liked seeing the guys bounce off him like a pinball. I thought that was pretty funny. Zach, are you going to go with my obvious choice, or are you going to go um, Nick Thompson-style left field, just really throw <laughs> a wild card in there? Um, we're just going with this week. Nick just texted. He will not be joining us on the podcast. <laughs> Little does he know we're already 20 minutes in. No, go on without me, he says. Uh, brave. It's brave, Nick. Don't worry. We will. <laughs> Classic. Anyway, Zach, Nick, you're... if you're listening, we're almost fucking done. <laughs> um, Zach, your FCC man of the week. Well, I'm going to give Forrest Lasso last week's, and uh, this week I'll give it to Ledesma. For sure. Um, mm. No one really stood out tonight, except he did put some shit together, and he was way more active than he was yeah, the week he was, before. Uh, he seems like a guy who would never play defense, but he was actually tracking back quite a bit tonight. No, and that's I got kind of accustomed to it. He has tracked back a lot, and he's won a lot of balls back. I don't know the stats, but he wasn't doing any of that the week before. Um, I'm going to give... Uh, honorable mention to justin hoyt because number one the arm flailing and shouting was significantly less this week he might listen to the podcast and got a little embarrassed he knows he's become kind of a meme the justin hoyt i'm always open and you know i just like i liked what he was doing out there and uh i didn't notice any defensive lapses from him unlike our man blake smith who had a couple uh <laughs> fancy pants moments where he almost cost us but luckily NFC was not able to capitalize on his funky mistakes. Yeah. Blake Smith tried a little razzle dazzle in the <laughs> defensive third there and really, really did not come off. And then he gave another one away too. But yeah, Justin Hoyt, I thought he was great, especially in the second half. I think, I mean, they must have realized 
nothing was coming down his side and just like it's like fucking go for it man yeah but after tallying the votes Manuel Desma is this week's FCC of the week so if you want to come by the palatial estate pick up your holy shit pick up your $50 <laughs> gift card James the jeweler I don't know $50 could get like a nice tennis bracelet for the wife or something I gotta mention I mean this shit is crap it is absolute crap so $50 will get you a lot I just want to mention Kenny Walker did sub into the game he was fine he had a few important tackles so shouts to Kenny yeah that was that was a really good sub because you know Nazmi kind of went missing I don't know if he got subbed out so early because of his missing tooth his missing tooth um but Kenny really made an impact I thought he made some good tackles and it was a good appearance. But, um, yeah, so that was this week, and that was last week, and next week we play, honestly, I have no idea, some other one of these fucking scrubs. It's Charleston or something, maybe? I think it's that Charleston. That sounds right, yeah. I will not be at the game if anyone wants to come what? find me, because you're skipping the game, too. I'll be playing with the legendary Cro-Mags at the Northside Yacht Club. Mm, I know we have at least probably one listener who knows about the Cro-Mags. <laughs> No, I say two, but yeah, Zach. Before we get to potpourri, any final thoughts on the game? Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> For this week, combining all the segments into everyone's favorite segment, potpourri. Big news out of FCC land. Zach, did you see this? Yeah, I heard about this. <laughs> Just trying to get you involved. Um, FCC let go, which is a nice way of saying fired their beloved social media manager, Jack of all trades. You know him as DJ Schweitzer, Switzer, not sure how to pronounce that, Mr. Germany. And, um, you know, he had some tweets about it, and it was pretty sad. Uh, he's been uh, doing that since, not since day one, but probably since as long as most of us have been following the club. He's been in charge of social media and the go-between between the supporters and the, the club itself and doing designing and graphics and stuff. So we don't really know why he got fired, but apparently, you know, everyone's on the chopping block as we make this move up to the MLS. You know, first of all, I'll say, yes, we made fun of DJ once on this podcast, <laughs> but that's just proof that anyone could get it. You know, we just want to keep everybody honest. And honestly, let's be real. If DJ listened, which hopefully he did, I hope he had a laugh. You know, it was not very serious. If you don't remember, Zach, what was <laughs> if you're gonna tell? Oh, we basically it was about the rebranding, and he talked about having German friends in high school. Yeah, kind of clowned on that. I think we followed it by saying, "It's like, man, he's just bad at his job," but uh, he's not. No. <laughs> yeah, I think he said like five out of his six high school friends were German, and we were like, <laughs> "Who gives a shit?" Yeah. I stand by that because I don't give a shit. But yeah. you know, we're just giving you a hard time, a little razzle dazzle. We're not Pat Brenningy you, Brenningy you or anything. But um, yeah, the first question is why? Why do they do it, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> I know you have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they like a couple typo tweets too many. They didn't consolidating things or fucking. No, I don't know, man. I am a little worried that they're going to get a little too, uh, a little too robotic, a little too stale when we yeah. make the MLS. No, and that's you know people call this tone deaf, but I don't really know. Like, you know, it's not really tone deaf. Most of the fan base doesn't really know who he is yeah but they've felt yeah no they ha i mean they've noticed things he's done but they don't know so like it's not like oh you're not really hearing the voice of the people who love dj it's like yeah, the people don't fucking know um but yeah it is like a little worrisome you know it's obviously like a new venture but like 
you need to bring as much of what worked and made this like what it is, whatever you can bring with you to continue it, I think you should. Players are one thing that that's kind of like all cards are on the table there. You can't just like bring the players. Yeah. The, sh- the people who like actually made this happen kind of caught lightning in a bottle. Do you not give them enough credit for that? Or Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give Kachin <laughs> two <laughs> years. Yeah, you can't tell me that Koch is doing a better job than DJ was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just seems strange. And um, I don't know if there's anything more to it that we don't know. But what we do know is that, uh, you know, before we get into it, like, he was pretty available or if like on Reddit, you could tag him in something like a ticket question or something. And he'd be like somebody who would answer. He wasn't like some, uh, fucking corporate stooge. He was just like a Supreme soccer fan. And yeah, even like, I mean, is, I hope the next guy isn't just like, uh, some dude who works for some faceless PR firm. And is like someone who actually cares about soccer. Yeah. Even him like tweeting at our stupid fucking podcast. Like, I know he's not like a celebrity, but it's nice when like someone who actually is like at the club is accessible. Like it's, I think it's important and you can't hi- hire someone in from another city, come in. No one's going to really value their opinion on anything. Yeah. I've known We're already, we're bringing in a couple Columbus crew people I and mean, they're fucking lighting the world on fire. Yeah. Um, like they've, <laughs> they have failed. <laughs> Whereas like we are succeeding. Um, it's bizarre to make it through all that and then uh, get rid of them then. Yeah. Again, I don't know the fucking details. Like, But what we do know yeah. is that uh, FCC is capable of making uh, embarrassing mistakes. And we have heard that, you know, DJ is kind of the one who has put the kibosh on some cringy things that without him might have squeezed through and caused further embarrassment. If anyone's familiar with, I'm sure you are, the... The famous Be The One video. Are you ready to be the one? If so, enter the FC Cincinnati Be The One contest by visiting fccincinnati.com. The fan with the most... Where, uh, with chalk face, where everyone's getting chalk thrown in their face. You know, that's that's the stuff they were, uh, you know, they were going with at the beginning. There was also going to be an FCC theme song, which uh, sounded like some jock jams shit you'd hear at a Bengals game. I think DJ uh, mercilessly took that out to the woodshed and um <laughs> but uh yeah so i mean i've got a memo here that someone has brought to us and these are what? all these are all fcc ideas that thankfully dj put the kibosh on well, i gotta um, hear these so this would be the world we'd be living in sans sans wrong side of the pond DJ Switzer. Das rotting side of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> um oh and this one's crazy. Jeff Birding kissing booth. That's at every game. <laughs> wow. He dodged a bullet. He gets pretty yeah. sweaty. Um Jeff Ruby horse and carriage ride to lead the Bailey March. <laughs> uh um, spoiler alert, you have to sit on his lap. <laughs> um after that squirrel incident, they were trying to Start serving squirrel in the concession stands. Um, they had a big campaign ready for that. and mm, Gross. DJ said, no, I'm, I have no part in that. Uh, Carl Linder staring contest on Skype. Um, yeah, good luck winning that thing. That guy yeah. hasn't blinked in 10 years. 60 bucks that was going to cost to have a Skype contest. Um, oh, this one, I can't believe they wanted this, but they wanted uh, him to post on instagram hit the like button win a chance for your son to spend an evening with jeff ruby (laughs) 
must be between the uh, ages of 13 and 17. That's very specific. Yeah, there's one I, I kind of wish they would have gone with. So maybe this is what got them fired. They want a cat night at Nippert. Hashtag cat Nippert. And, uh, <laughs> DJ said, no. Said no what uh, if it rains? Cats don't like The person the I talked to from the office basically said it, what came down to, though, was Jeff Ruby versus DJ. And DJ said, it's him or me. Yeah, but we the real guy pulling the strings was Pat Brennan, current full-time <laughs> beat man. Um, while those are real things that <laughs> DJ put the kibosh on, here is one, let's say slightly more real thing that he did. Uh, if you notice, the Bailey is named after the medieval castle protecting thing, which no one's ever fucking heard of. But apparently the original... PR guy was obsessed with medieval things. That's why we have the knifey lion. That's why we have the Bailey. But this is a hundred percent real idea that he had was that they would bring out the mascot of the opposing team for each game, behead them with a, gu- a guillotine, I believe. <laughs> That's a real thing that was going to happen. So luckily there's someone with, you know, some fucking sense like DJ to say, maybe this isn't a great idea as, as amazing as it sounds. And, uh, <laughs> can you imagine a bunch of salivating FCC fans watching a, a palm tree get cut in half or doing um, a thumbs down? <laughs> uh, the old friend, uh, from the pride, Maddie B, he was saying for like the Islanders, uh, some guy in a Hawaiian shirt coming out and getting <laughs> decapitated to the loving screams of the 10 year olds who are dabbing in the front row, <laughs> dabbing to death. <laughs> it's one of those things that's so bad, but would be pretty tight. It's like, you've seen the lumberjack. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Lenny, the lumberjack in Portland <laughs> cutting the fucking wood. Well, guess what? FCC cuts off fucking heads. So, uh, I don't know. That could be a strike against DJ. I'm not sure for putting the kibosh on that. One other thing that would, the reason that, uh, you want to be on DJ's side. Apparently he had some beef with the Queen City Mafia. So he's on the right side of history on that one. Unless you're a listener and just kidding. Yeah. Don't, uh, <laughs> you're a friend of mine. Don't keep your ball cap on during the anthem in front of these guys. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, don't call them alt-right either. <laughs> Do not like them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Uh, if the hat fits <laughs> when the anthem's not playing. Yeah. If anyone posts our private group chat, uh, <laughs> we're really going to be in for it. Stay out of the KLR slack, you fucking assholes. <laughs> There's only four of us, so it's either Nick or Chad. And Chad, you were in the military, so odds are it was you. Just kidding. We saw uh, Chad got into it with number one soccer fan Lance McAllister on Twitter once about kneeling during the anthem. We won't get into that. Stick to sports. One door opens, another closes. DJ gets fired. Coincidentally, on the same day, our dear friend Pat Brennan announces he is now a full-time FCC beat writer. Congratulations, Pat Brennan. You know we're just giving you some uh, shit. Yeah, but... But seriously. They clearly got you in their pocket. (laughs) That's why they wanted to keep you. I've heard from sources that uh, I haven't heard anything, actually. Now you can uh, dedicate more time to asking MLS players if they want to come to Cincinnati. (laughs) Yeah, the cringe will never die. DJ, I hope you weren't there for that because I'm pinning (laughs) that one on you. But yeah, I also heard that still with the club is the guy who sent me several cease and desists for my apparently trademark infringing designs from season one so um that guy's good enough but dj's not getting out of here man 
I don't like all these stiffs you're hiring for the MLS. Also, our dear friend and number one drummer and former sponsor of the podcast, Jeff Ruby. Guys, this guy is an instant follow. If you're not following Jeff Ruby right now, and if you're a broad-shouldered teenage boy, you've got to follow Jeff Ruby. <laughs> but don't be surprised <laughs> when he sits you, hits you with a, hey, follow back. Like a 13-year-old girl <laughs> no, tweeting at Bieber. If you're a high school athlete, um, you can expect a direct message <laughs> from uh, yeah, I don't want to say I've thought of the most easy catfish ever, but you know, if you if you want to just Google a picture of high school football player and try to get Jeff Ruby in some trouble, I guarantee results. Positively, yeah, and that's not, you know, we're not insinuating anything. But no, absolutely we, not. We just went down that Twitter timeline and like, Jesus Christ! If you're a high school Ooh. boy, you are getting that hey follow back from Jeff Ruby without a doubt. Might get a steak named after you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tube steak smothered in underwear. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is tube steak a thing? <laughs> Big fan of the pod. <laughs> oh, this guy's fucking Buddy Rich reincarnated. <laughs> He's listening to us. <laughs> He's taking a giant bubble bath with a cigar in his mouth. And... Yeah, we sound way too old. <laughs> <laughs> I sound pretty young. Um, folks, now that we're completely off the rails, Zach, were there any, I know we're wrapping up with potpourri, were there any FCC players that are just like us moments from the last two weeks that stuck out besides um, us really realizing that Oakley is really the place to be for all FCC players? No, I think... Uh, Alex said uh, Kenny Walker stopped at the Sleepy Bee downtown. Mm. Got himself two coffees, I think he said. Sleepy Bee is Forrest Lasso's go-to game day breakfast. Who, uh, who's the other coffee for? <laughs> oh, I did learn something that this is interesting. Sam DeWitt's girlfriend is a... Zach, do you know the answer to this? No. Bangal. Oh. It shouldn't surprise me that he's dating a local. Sam DeWitt has now been in this town for a while now and he will outlive us all he's got a lot of free time <laughs> he does have a lot of free time uh when he's on sewing his jeans back together sam dewitt <laughs> is on the prowl <laughs> perfect time to hit the mic <laughs> hasn't been a single voice crack yet so fuck you all but uh yeah so kudos to that i did have a friend who spotted forrest lasso at the hyde park kroger's so you know, if you have Forrest Lasso's home address, we'd love to send him a postcard. DM it to me. Nothing creepy. Um, the Hyde Park Kroger used to be listed as the number one place to meet eligible singles in Cincinnati. I believe it. Never worked out for me. <laughs> no. Um, I guess they're not all in the natural food section. No. And I had to keep saying, I'm buying these flaming Hot Cheetos for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's so many bags. Um, they live somewhere where they don't have these. <laughs> Just kidding. That never came up. They would run. The no, other I was way. approached by a lot of women at that Kroger, but I said, no, I'm going to hold out for our number one listener. <laughs> but yeah, Zach, um, any other big thoughts from this week before we say sayonara? I wanted this to be the longest podcast ever, but you know. We can't like add chance or anything because it's late, folks. My babies are sleeping. No, <laughs> no, I think we am. 
burn any bridge we had have left. I do want to point out that the 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 new ish chant, the ale ale ale. Um, in my head, every time I, I hear that, I sing um, "The River of Dreams" by um, Billy Joel. In the middle of the night, I, I go what? It really works. sound like that. You have to change the key, but for some reason, that's all I hear. Trust me, it works. So hit up your Spotify, play that song, do the chant over it. Hopefully, you're not an idiot and you can do the right key. I know all you guys in the Bailey can because you were all in band. Go ahead, Zach. Remember, he's performing that song on the Grammys. Of course, I remember we had that on VHS. And he pauses before going into the final chorus and mm-hmm. he says he looks at his watch and it's a valuable advertising time going counting down valuable advertising time counting down down and the crowd went fucking wild <laughs> billy joel billy joel man sticking it to the suits yeah um he really he really sucks man i was listening <laughs> i hear him at my old job all the time like i hate all his singles man well, if you want to feel good about hating Billy Joel, watch the documentary. I think it's on Netflix about, it's like musicians for hire and backup musicians. And he really fucked over his old musicians. He had the same backup band for like 15, 20 years. And then he just really fucked him over for no reason. And he wouldn't give his longtime drummer a ride back on his private plane. He's like, no, this plane is for Billy Joel, like some third person stuff. So if you want to feel good about hating him, yeah. He came off as a real prick. I already felt all right about it, but now I feel uh, better. Yeah, but... Um, Anyone who's going to put out that fucking Uptown Girls, <laughs> you're a real piece of shit. <laughs> Not his finest moment. No. but um, That's why she left you. Speaking... <laughs> is he listening? Uh, only if Jeff Rubius. But there was another famous moment on that Grammys. This is some real inside baseball, because we had it on VHS. We watched it many times but as they go to commercial the narrator says uh in ceremonies hurled uh, uh, held earlier <laughs> gets me every time the guy said hurled yeah i remember that so uh anyone who's <laughs> under 30 might not if you don't have the 1993 yeah. grammys on vhs look it up yeah we used to red hot chili peppers yeah, give it away featuring the uh, who was who George did the Clinton. announcement and then there's there's two people reading off the nominees and they said red hot chili peppers give it away and then someone said chili peppers <laughs> like cindy Lauper or something like that uh, there's um, also bb king and billy idol he says i'm the idol he's the king <laughs> brilliant copy there yeah. we used to record all the award shows because this was pre-internet kind of just youtube performances when i wanted to watch boys to men or oh man michael jackson on the american music awards <laughs> who could forget when, uh, dangerous came out that was real nice um yeah, so that Grammys also had, why am I still talking about this? Arrested <laughs> Development, Performing Tennessee, um, a longing performance of Eric Clapton doing Tears in Heaven. I believe he won Song of the Year. Katie Lang, Constant Craving. God, what else? I know you want to know what else was on the 1993 Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there's an Onion article. It's like Eric Clapton comes out with a new, even slower version of Layla. <laughs> Anyway, like, if you listen to that Eric Clapton unplugged, which they actually were just playing it on the CD at work. <laughs> Where did you work? No, like just Currently? now. Yeah, so I've got a new job restoring antique furniture. So you have to listen um, to Eric Clapton. Any of you rich unplugged. people need some work done. Um, no, this, this dude, he's 75. He just brought a CD player in. And like, 
He's got a, like a stack of CDs, and it's Nora Jones come away with me. <laughs> He's got Eric Clapton unplugged, and then uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's <laughs> well, pretty rough, but I mean, those are my three uh, deserted island CDs for sure. <laughs> but in that uh, Layla, the acoustic version, you hear like dun 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 dun, dun and you hear like a bunch of the crowd clapping because they get it right away. And then he sings the first verse and a bunch of people clap like, oh, it's Layla. And then like, then he gets to the chorus and a bunch of people clap. It's like the rest of them finally. Like, like oh, it's Layla. I didn't realize. And then, you know, the people who clapped right away are just like, come on, you fucking idiots. I've known this since the beginning. There's a lot to unpack on uh, Eric Clapton unplugged. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was actually I already. Had, I had that cassette. When I was younger, I was already thinking of Nora Jones because she fired her band, her entire band, after Interesting. two or three albums. And she went with a more like indie rock sound. But it was still good, but different. She put out an album with Billy Joe from Green Day. So, yes, it's called Foreverly. It was all Everly Brothers covers. What else would somebody definitely never want to hear about again? <laughs> <laughs> I got some inside dirt on Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> Folks, without revealing the truth, you're gonna think we're full of shit. <laughs> Won't say how, but we know the <laughs> we know the real reason Anthony Bourdain killed himself. And I'm not even fucking with you. <laughs> That's true. It's one of those things like, oh, I know, but I can't tell you. <laughs> There's no way KLR knows why Anthony Bourdain killed himself. Well, guess what, you fucking tools. We <laughs> our six degrees of separation are more like two degrees for this Anthony Bourdain thing. True facts. Zach, final thoughts on the week that was the last two weeks. I don't really know what else to say. We've said it all. Yeah. I'm sad I can't make it next week. Where's the show for all the people who are definitely not going? Well, though, anyone who listens to the pod is going to be at the game. But if you want to skip it and get a little fucking punk cred, it's at the Northside Yacht Club. Chrome Josh eggs. Godby, if you're really down, yeah. prove it. It's the John Joseph Mackey Chrome Eggs, mm. which I used to say was the good one, but not anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'll be Team Harley here soon. Um, yeah, what are these guys on about? They're really turning me on to some cool new stuff. Yeah, people are Googling all sorts of shit. Amelia Wolf is on YouTube watching Chrome Eggs videos right now. Yeah. Thinking about skipping the game. <laughs> Why are they talking about me again? <laughs> Congratulations, Pat Brennan, Jeff Ruby. Keep creeping. Um, Adi, get a start. Alashi, can't wait to see ya. Pa, it sounds weird. Pa, pa, hope you get your green card, but not if our government has their say. Once they see a picture of you, they're like, "Ooh, Sweden!" Oh, 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 that kind of Sweden. No, denied. Hashtag stick to sports. Um, but yeah. So once again, folks, I'm sorry. I really, I brought my recording equipment to the fucking beach. I mean, I lugged that shit. It's not heavy, but I lugged it. I brought my mic. The interface, I tried to record on GarageBand, which fucking sucks. I'm a professional, so I use professional tools. But, um, yeah, try not to let you down again. But, you know, the shit's free, so get off my balls about it, all right? So those are my final thoughts. DJ, RIP, um, you have a standing welcome to be the first. No, okay, second. We interviewed Jeff Birding. That was a pretty (laughs) (laughs) groundbreaking interview. To be our second interview ever, this time... Live and in person. DJ, if you want to get some shit off your chest, clearly we've burnt every bridge. <laughs> you don't need to worry. <laughs> we don't need to worry about ruining anything we got going. All we have is our Speedway endorsement. And while it is lucrative, 
It's not going to keep the lights on forever. So, DJ, if you want to come on, set the record straight. Yeah, spill your guts. Yeah. Tell us the other shit that you fucking fixed yourself and you want some credit for. We'll give you the credit right here on Knifey Lion Radio. So, yeah, until next time, Zach, you want to say one more word? Yeah, I was just imagining DJ coming in here and telling us, like, oh, the first time I walked in the Carl Linder's office, I creep in the door and tiptoe in and... He's just sitting there staring at the, at the wall. There's no computers in there. There's no TV. He's just sitting there with an empty desk, eyes wide open. Uh, for any Parks and Recreation fans, I don't think you're referencing that, but there's a moment that is exactly like that when uh, whatever Adam Scott's character in Aubrey Plaza, they go to work for some uh, congressman and he's is sitting in an office and he's basically like a cyborg. <laughs> I am picturing that actually. <laughs> Which is a perfect amalgamation. Sure. I don't know if that word's right of uh, what I imagine a young Carl Linder would be doing. All right. Wow. This has been a real treat folks. Next week we'll have uh, I'm sure Chad will be back. Uh, we'll put the odds at uh, 10,000 to one and we'll see if we can get Nick on the line. Well, Chad's not watching the game. He's going to be at the Chrome eggs with me. Yeah, well, you're probably going to be on the podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Even though I know everyone loves my solo podcasts. All right. So uh, I'd like to do a mailbag in the future. So if you want to DM some uh, questions or put them out there in the world, if you're not embarrassed by them, send them to me and we'll have a Q&A section next week because we got a lot of I was going to suggest knowledge. that actually. Like, we'll answer anything. Yeah, yes. maybe I'll put up a a form that's confidential. So, I don't know. If you have something personal you want to ask, whatever it is. I mean, like, well, if it just you can ask and don't there's no repercussions all right so be cool we have the answers for everything clearly we know a lot about 1993 i've been 96 uh, grammy scary shandling was the host r.i.p oh uh, all right so rise together fries together um fcc forever i've lost the script i can't believe i have to edit this shit tonight um james o'connor is failing horribly it's hilarious uh, Louisville never. Mm. Oh, got a voice crack in. Voice crack forever. Rise to gather. Goodbye. Goodbye.